Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to Day of the Dad, the podcast that brings you chit-chat with special guests on the practicalities, profundities and pratfalls of parenting. I'm here with Keith Stewart. Hello, Keith. Hello, Ed. Uh, Keith, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, I am. I am Keith Stewart. I am the video games editor for The Guardian and I am also the author of Boy Made of Blocks, by, uh, published by Little Brown and out now. I thought you could say by Keith Stewart. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm just, people know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and as I said, I'm Edwards. I'm Keith's editor at Little Brown. And uh, we're both dads to autistic sons as well. It's fair to point out. That's yeah. how we came together. Uh, and with us, the voice you just heard was Ellie Gibson. Hello, Ellie. Hello. And with Ellie, we have Helen Thorne. Hello, Helen. Hello to you and you are collectively known as the scummy mummies that's right yeah and by, by, by police forces up and down the country <laughs> that's right by, by random people in the loo actually yeah, yeah. I, I, I went to see the Lion King the other day and I was in a long queue and someone just yelled out scummy mummy yeah like, can you not see that I am dressed in my nice clothes for the theatre and then everyone go ha na na bow down to you so it's amazing yeah. are you sure they actually knew about the podcast <laughs> are you sure it wasn't just a heckle no it was feeding your child frozen fish fingers. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. I had Haribo stuck in my hair and we were fighting over a slushie. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Bird's Eye Sashimi, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Absolutely. So yes, we are the Scummy Mummies. And, indeed. And Ellie, can you just tell us a little bit about what the Scummy Mummies is, what you are? Who who are you? Sure. Well, we are, we're a comedy double act, uh, mm. technically. Wah, wah, wah. Um, so, yeah, we host uh, a parenting podcast called Scummy Mummies. Uh, is it currently number one on the iTunes channel? Let's say that. Yes. yes. Um, and we also, um, we do live comedy shows around the UK. We do sketches and songs and stand-up and filth, mainly. <laughs> and we've also written a Scummy Mummies book, which is out in time for Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, Excellent that plug. It? That is, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, we write articles, we do 
presenting. We interviewed Dr. Ranch the other day at the baby show. Yeah. Both dressed in gold cat suits. Saw that so, all over Instagram. Oh. <laughs> you cannot the, unsee how that. Was he? Stewart. he was wonderful. He was ever so funny. And I tell you what, off camera, filthy. He's filthy. <laughs> oh, but okay. Carry on, Dr. Ranch. Oh, that's what right. I'm talking about. I want to be locked in a cover with him and his puppet. Let me just tell <laughs> you. Speculum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, that went fast. Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> that slippery slope. <laughs> yeah, we need to escalate quickly. Uh, and that's all we've got time for. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yeah. So let's talk a little about the podcast. And the first thing I really wanted to ask, why did you start the Scummy Mummies podcast? Uh, well, uh, Helen and I met as stand-up comedians on the on the circuit, as it were, and um, yeah, and we just sort of bonded over the fact we were both mums, and we lived five minutes away from each other. We both really liked wine, and then <laughs> it turned out that our sons were born eleven days apart with the same midwife. Yes, there's a very lucky lady out there. Yes, yeah. she's seen a lot of us. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so then, and so we became friends and we used to do gigs together and things. And um, and then we, we sort of used to sit around and talk about our kids as mums do. And, you know, I think this whole idea of like mums being competitive is, is sort of a myth, really. That's not really been my experience in terms of, you know, oh, my son's learned to read and he's seven months. That was not really our style. But we used to kind of compete at being rubbish parents. So we'd be like, oh, God, you know, oh, I forgot to buy any nappies and I had to use an old wet wipe. Oh, well, I, I haven't bought any nappies for three weeks. I mean, not that extreme. But, <laughs> You know, so, and then we just used to make each other laugh. And then sort of the name Scummy Mummies just popped into my head. And I thought, well, look, we can't be the only women out there who feel like this. And you think parenting is like really hard sometimes and quite lonely sometimes, but also really funny. Like the things that happen to you all the time are hilarious. So why don't we record us talking about this and put it on the Internet? Mm. And that happened about three and a half years ago. Yeah. And we were really surprised. And the first time we released it, it went to sort of number one in the kids and family charts on iTunes in the UK and Australia. So we, we were very surprised. And then from that, we the first three episodes were just us banging on, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and then we thought we should uh, invite some guests along. And it sort of started off with friends or people that we knew that we thought had something interesting to say about parenthood. Because we, we know nothing. We're complete, <laughs> complete idiots. But we, we enjoy making each other laugh. And so, yeah, it just kind of really snowballed. And a couple of months after we started the podcast... Um, we decided to do a live comedy show. And so we sort of took what we were doing with the podcast but put it into a kind of stage show. Um, and that kind of just has developed as well. So what started off with us sort of dicking about doing stand-up now is a an hour and a half extravaganza involving gold cat suits. Uh, yeah, and drives to Tunbridge Wells, things like <laughs> that. The yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the glamour. Cheltenham, that's right. Oh. The big leaves. Yeah, that's right. The big Do you have a favourite guest over that time? Oh, obviously Keith. <laughs> yes, I'm novelist. I want to. It's terrible. Um, yeah, no, Keith. Keith genuinely though, yeah. we, loved, we love Keith's podcast because because we were doing a video games podcast and like you were a bit nervous, Helen, because you're not into video games and yeah. you know I was like, it's fine, it's fine. He never shuts up. Be fine. <laughs> and uh, no, but we I think we had a real laugh. It was and, good. And it I ends up being one of our favourite episodes. But I, yes, but I I'll accept the fact that I might not. Have been, let's just put me aside. Yeah. Yes. It was, it was Embarrassing, yeah. otherwise. Yeah. I really loved meeting Stacey Solomon. I thought she was. Am- I've, I loved her since she was an X Factor. I voted for all the time. I thought she was amazing. She's so honest and so clever and so just a pleasure to talk to. I thought. Mm. Mm. And I, I loved Tim Dowling. Yes. As and also he was great on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's he was great. So and we and we you know we we try and have a variety of men and women and also comedians 
authors and parenting experts and sometimes people have just got a really good story and I think you know like with all really good radio shows like Woman's Hour and all that sort of thing. It's it's great to find people that you wouldn't normally see in the newspaper or on the TV, and that's what's great because we own the podcast and we mm. can create what we want out of it. Um, yeah, and we have a lot of fun, and, and it's mainly recorded at Ellie's house because she's the boss <laughs> and lazy, and I like that. And she supplies a lot of wine and a lot of sliced meats. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of a ritual, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah, that's why when you listen to it, and one hour was on it, you can always hear the glasses being filled. And yeah. Then knocked over. Yeah. And then you get the you get the di- you get the plate of meats at the end. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's your reward. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Meat platters yeah. are us. But <laughs> we we quit. And sometimes guests say, "Oh, sorry, do you want to do that again?" Because I've, I've my wine glass. And I would say, "No, no, that is part of the the ambiance." Mm. And because one of the nicest pieces of feedback we get, and we get quite a lot, is that people, when people write in and say. Gosh, you know, listening to it feels like I'm sitting in the kitchen with you, sharing a bottle of wine, and like you're my friends. Mm. And we don't have many friends, so not <laughs> like, we like that as well. And that is what we're trying to create, really. Shall we move on to the news, Keith? Mm. What's, what's today's news? Well, uh, today's news. Well, this has come up uh, recently. I don't, this isn't a surprising piece of news because it seems to come up every every single year. But a recent study, according to the Guardian newspaper, that uh, profound and respected <laughs> organ of news, a recent study has shown that every, what every teacher and parent knew most boys read less enthusiastically and thoroughly than girls. Uh, Sue Palmer in her book 21st Century Boys attributes this to brain development. Testosterone accelerates right brain growth and makes boys more interested in overview, movement and space for longer. Um, The effects have been uh, confirmed in two big studies led by Keith Tobin, Professor of Education and Social Research at the University of Dundee. So, um, So yeah, essentially it's kind of what I like. I think we've all got boys we all have boys in this we room. do we know we know that it can be reasonably difficult to enthuse them about reading and and the idea here is supposedly that boys are into the big stuff we don't want to sit <laughs> down and read a book we want to plan world wars mm. uh, do do we think that's true in our experience i think i think it's finding books that excite them that aren't about a family called Biff, Chip, and Kipper. Kipper. Oh. Kipper. <laughs> you know, I, I think I think when you you catch them about their interests, like my son's really interested in volcanoes, so we just read the same book about volcanoes over and over again, and anything to do with Star Wars. So I think if you can kind of, you know, tweak into their interests, then it's a lot easier. Yeah, it's an easier sell. But if you're given this book called Cat on Mat or whatever, then they're not going to... Um... Oh, my, my, my least favourite Biff and Kipper one is the one about shops. It's just called Shops. Yeah. And my, my, my youngest son, he's not even two yet, he's two in December, um, and so obviously he can't even read or you can barely understand nouns. But he brings me this book called Shops about four times a day and demands that I read it. And the, high, the highlight of the whole book is the page where it says, Cathy sells ships. She has a ship shop. <laughs> and I look forward to that page as the only way, like a chink of light in an otherwise yeah. very miserable eight minutes. And it's, it's awful. Have you ever tried saying that drunk? That sounds like... Probably. Sort of I'm nearly. Almost certainly. There's been an occasion where I've been made to read that book drunk. So, yes, I think we all know what Joe's first word is going to be. Shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that it actually does say here that their what their handy uh, their handy hint was to tap into their interests. So yeah, so we like obviously we bought um, like Minecraft books for my kids. So that that sort of helped with them. Yeah. I, do you know what I there was a, when I was about eight or nine there was a book I continually got out of the <laughs> got out of the library 
called Rifles and Submachine Guns. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a really detailed breakdown of like like every modern assault rifle, the machine pistol in the world. And I was like obsessed with this book. <laughs> and I knew the muzzle velocity of every single assault rifle. It was Are you sure you want this going out I, yeah. publicly? <laughs> <laughs> but that catered to my interests at the time. So uh, they yeah. just need more stories about assault. <laughs> now you do it in video games. So yeah, now we yeah, just exactly. need to incorporate... Um, automatic wef- weapons with children and dogs. Perfect. Yeah. 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 Ship and uh, <laughs> ship and, and rifles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kipper has a shotgun shop. <laughs> um, but yeah, when you were saying yeah, get kids Minecraft books, I thought you were going to say such as a boy made a block. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm only allowed to plug the book five times. Yeah. I think, <laughs> so I don't want to waste all in one go. You're already yeah. on two or three now, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything you wouldn't want your sons to read? Um, books about assault rifles are not top of <laughs> not going to lie to you. Um, yeah, obviously, erotic fiction, again, not not ideal. Um, but no, I think, uh, at the moment for me, so so Charlie's five, and, um, like, he does, he has just started kind of reading on his own, but he still really likes being read too, and I was quite worried about that for a long time. He, like, he never wanted to read his book from school. He always wanted, even though I knew he could, he always wanted me to read it or me to read him something else. But then I talked to, like, I think we had some expert on the podcast or something, who said, don't worry about that. It's more important to encourage their love of books at this stage than it is their bloody phonics and whether or not they can, you know, do all the things. So, yeah, so we read quite a lot of the classic Roald Dahl. We do, like, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Fantastic Mr Fox. And, yeah, there's some pretty dark stuff in those books that I'd sort of forgotten. A big man, <laughs> yeah. big man taking a small girl out of a window. Yeah, and that's kidnapping. weird. It that's is. weird. Yeah. And Matilda's a bit bleak about the parents being just horrible and then she just runs away with a teacher. Yeah. Are you end. talking about the book of your actual daughter? No. <laughs> <laughs> you guess. <laughs> Weirdly, this is now the second podcast in a row. We've said Roald Dahl's a bit sick. Oh Do you yeah, realize that? yeah. That's yeah, we're going to have to start leaving him alone. Aren't we? <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> my, he's great. Uh, <laughs> he my, is great. My uncle was the head of the National Library of Australia, and he banned all noddy books from that library really? because he hated noddy so much. Because of the racism, probably not if he's Australian. Probably not. <laughs> Just because of the bell. The bell yeah. really irritated him. Absolutely. Yeah. Little hat. Oh, that was just like the family legend that Uncle Bill banned noddy books from the Australian. But why? Life. I don't know. I don't You've know. You've got to get to the bottom of this. You have to get you back on and you have to tell us. That's yeah. right. So there were no noddy books in the Australian Library. Wow. True fact. Wow. Not that interesting. But yeah. That's faintly terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. Well, moving away from books, should we talk a bit about films? games things like that so I think Helen you've seen Trolls I have how was that I, I skipped out with joy in my heart it was <laughs> it was one of those great films I'm a big musical fan and it's littered with fantastic songs like both original and it, it features hello you know does it yes and in a really sort of poignant way and also Cindy Lauper's great hit as well so but it's all about Princess Poppy it's centred around she's a central character and I love a film with a strong female feisty lead and she's sunny and positive and she's sort of princess of the of the trolls and their evil kind of um enemy are the big bergen who find the trolls delicious and by eating the trolls apparently that brings them happiness but the whole quest of the film is how do you find happiness 
um, it's within you. Spoiler. Oh. Okay. So so that's it. But um, her, her it's actually in a wheel of brie that's currently sitting in my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. I know. We need to do our own yeah. trolls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mummy trolls um, film. Uh, but it was great. And our kids loved it. And we, I sat in the cinema with them at the Peckhamplex and they were on the edge of their seats. And it was great. And we all, we all sort of skipped out. But I thought, yeah, it was a positive film. It had a strong female lead. The animation was amazing. It was hilarious. There was great sort of slapstick comedy in it as well. And it featured Justin Timberlake, hubba hubba hubba. It was great. And as himself? No, he, he plays Branch, who's originally quite grey and dull looking. And you don't This is a troll. As a troll. So you're lusting after a troll. Yeah, pretty okay, much. Okay, sure. <laughs> it, it's, got so Anna, it's, it's got Anna Kendrick in it as well. Anna Kendrick. Anna's got Russell Brand. It's got Russell Brand. Oh, is it? Yeah. Be still, you're beating knickers. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And it's got James Corden, but he's in everything. So, yeah. but yeah, so Anna Kendrick plays Princess Poppy and she just breaks into song and she's trying to brighten up uh, Justin Timberlake with her song and eventually... He's like, cry me a river! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this beautiful scene. Um, what's the... You can cut this bit out. What's the, the song by Cindy Lauper? True Colours. Oh, oh yeah. no, so, I hate that song. Oh, I no. like that song. So True Colours made me just weep and weep in the in the film. But I'm a big sop, so it was, you know, five stars from me. I just thought it was mm-hmm. amazing. Well, I haven't seen it, but um, A, I, I won't be seeing it. A, I've no faith in your critical faculties. I just, <laughs> I just don't trust you. But B, I saw, I met, um, I saw, I was talking to a friend last night, and they went to see it, and the dad had a massive hangover. And apparently it's absolutely the worst film you can ever see. Yeah, it's like acid. It's, yeah. like, it's, like, it's, it's technicolour, it's joyous, it's like pop music. It's everything I love. It's yeah. wonderful. We were briefly discussing before we started recording uh, virtual reality, yeah. which is mm. the big thing, thanks partly to the PlayStation well, 4. As long as you've got £350, then yes, it's yeah. the big thing. But it's better than £1,000, which what it, yeah. what it was previously. Mm. Um, and Keith, obviously you're the games expert here. Tell us a tiny well, bit. I'm one of two games experts. That's here. true. Ellie, sorry, I beg your pardon. <laughs> She's a woman. Yeah, this, uh, haven't been on a She's a lady gamer. Or Fine, don't no. worry about it. Yeah. No. I've actually even watched. <laughs> <laughs> Let's back that. Can we do that again? <laughs> Keith, Keith, can you mansplain to the rest of us? Um, I was just trying to give him something to do. Uh, uh, he's written a book. Yeah. yeah, you're giving me something to do. He looks even more like Richard Osman than me, for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie. <laughs> That's better. Helen. No, no, no. Don't, no. Uh, somebody round the table. In VR. <laughs> somebody round the table. Quick explanation of what the PlayStation 4 virtual reality does. Well, it takes you into a magic universe in a nutshell. Would you agree, Keith? Oh uh, well, yes. As long as you don't, you're not susceptible to motion sickness. <laughs> and it's a magical universe of vomiting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, yeah, no, it's a, it's a like consumer virtual reality headset with like pretty good definition screen isn't it so it's pretty high it's not quite as high up as oculus rift and vive but it's it's good solid technological setup and for people like me so i do i like playing games you know as you know i'm a gamer but i've never done virtual reality um in my head it's lawnmower man and tron 
is it how much has it moved on since the early days of virtual reality when people look like fools with things on their heads well there's definitely a bit of that there's a game called res for example which is actually quite an old game that came out god like 10 15 years yeah, ago yeah 1999 um and so that is where you are kind of you are like in like inside a computer and there's like circuits everywhere and bleepy things and things that explode and it's amazing it's i think it's one of the best games for the system it's fantastic but there's other things like the one we play a lot at home is the virtual worlds experience thing where you go like you go in a shark cage basically you go underwater and you see and you're just kind of looking around all the sting around now that sounds really that sounds a bit like finding dory doesn't it it's very <laughs> tedious admin but yeah admin but because you are you do feel like you're in this world it is it is amazing and mm-hmm. I, I think it's brilliant um so yeah yeah and this so yeah and it's very easy to set up so unlike the others vive and Oculus Rift are quite difficult to set up you need a really high-end pc to set them up whereas playstation takes you about like five minutes to set it up to your mm. to, to connect it and it's really quite a comfortable headset as well. And it's really easily adjustable so you can get it onto your children's heads. And <laughs> even the people with the fattest heads in your house. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, PlayStation Worlds is really good. I really like that. So um, you mentioned children's heads. Mm-hmm. At what age should kids be able to try virtuality? Would you be willing to give them to your own kids? Well, Sony, the official sort of instruction in the manual for the PlayStation 4 VR, which is the one I've got, um, says age 12 and up. But I talked to someone at Sony about this and they said it's not to do with like, because I was saying, because their little eyes can't cope or their little brains will explode. And they said, no, it's because children younger than 12 are more susceptible to not being able to remember that they're not actually in that physical world. So they will try and sort of walk around and brain themselves on the mantelpiece. And obviously nobody wants that, ideally. Mm. So, um, yeah, so I did let my um, five-year-old have a go and at the at the underwater not the shark cage one I thought that'd be too much but it's a very gentle underwater thing and yeah he loved it he was really into it but I would say it obviously it is a very intense experience even for me I find it very intense and I think like we we made sure we were there and we held his hands the whole time and we talked we kept talking to him to kind of remind him that he was in our world and we didn't let him have the headphones on which all sounds massively overprotective I realise now but I think if once you've had a go of it you do I was a bit like this is a very intense thing for a child this young to experience and I don't want him to like get literally sucked into the matrix and, <laughs> uh, and never see his face again so yeah they, my, uh, did you try Job Simulator with Charlie? <coughs> I played it, not with Charlie. Oh, no. right. Yeah, my sons just, they were laughing so much. I had to take their headset off them because they were just <laughs> doubled over with laughter. Because <laughs> you like Job Simulator, you get different jobs like motor mechanic and office worker and like burger, burger flipper. And uh, basically, you, you use the two move controllers as your hands. and You can pick up chicks up and throw them around. So like, it, as the motor mechanic one, the car will drive in. And my sons just throw all their spanners at it. <laughs> and the guy the guys, like, appears to ask for stuff to be done. And they're just throwing donuts. And, sp- like, and that's all they do. But they were just absolutely creased up laughing. And just, I think it's that sense of... Like, it's really immersive, but it's that sense of power, isn't it, and agency in the world. Like, other video games don't give that quite as much. But when you're there, and you can actually see yourself lobbing a spanner in the face of someone who's just driven into your garage, then, yeah, they, 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 it's just, um, yeah. I, but, like, as Ellie said, I was standing with them yeah. uh, and, you know, making sure 
that they knew where they were and where they, and they were in the middle of the room at all times. And so essentially, okay with guidance is what. Yeah, we're I saying. Think, yeah, yeah. Try yeah. it yourself so. first. But for the best experience, put it on an old person. Yeah. I, I gave I gave the headset to my seventy year old dad, who is a gamer. He likes he likes video games, and mm. yeah, his his little brain just went. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he thought he was under the sea, but he thought he had to describe to us what he could see as if as if we couldn't see it when we were all sitting there watching the television screen. And yeah, and then I got a post it note and wrote a rude word on it and stuck it on the helmet and he, cool. yeah and it was hilarious <laughs> that, that's the most fun you can have in <laughs> yeah. that's Christmas Day yeah. Yeah, exactly. right Done. there yeah. get loads of post-it notes when the sherry's yeah. been drunk get the post-it <laughs> notes and put your headset on all people selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Do you think that things have changed for mums and for dads for that matter? Do you think anything's changed for the better, for the worse, or is it exactly the same as when you started? We've seen a few more parenting podcasts come out, um, but things like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter have seen an amazing, um, yeah, whole industry built out of social media. And so uh, parenthood has become extremely public, everything we share and do, um, you know, bloody World Book Day you know, books. Bloody World Book Bloody Day. Bloody World Book Day. You hear that all the time. I hate them. <laughs> but all those sort of things them. have become very public. You know, what mm. you dress your kids in in Halloween, what you do on holidays, all that sort of thing. So I think, and there's some great, you know, great supportive networks as well. But if you're, you know, feeling a bit self-conscious about 
your parenting, sometimes that can have a negative impact as mm. well because it's so public and your your public persona or what you perceive other people are coping with is not really reality. So I think that's that is a good and bad thing. That's not really an answer, but that's that's what's happening. Yeah, I think people do tend to project a certain side of their lives on Facebook, don't they? And, yeah. and it's the same thing with parenthood. Like they project they they'll they'll put a picture up if they've gone to the south of France It'll be the picture. The picture they put up of their family will be this kind of beautiful early evening shot of everyone sitting down eating croissants and jam yeah. and it being completely idyllic. And what they won't put so many pictures up of is when one of the kids has has pooed uh, on the on the caravan floor, yeah. Yeah. and uh, another one's having a screaming fit. Another one's got like croissants all they you know through their hair. Yeah. Uh, they, they you can't see where the Pano Chocolat begins and ends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hour and a half wait to get on the EasyJet flight when yeah. your husband really needs a coffee and is being an asshole. You yeah. know, those sort of Everyone things. For example. The ferry. For example. Yeah, people self-edit, don't they? But the, but the weird thing is we know that happens, but yet still when you're looking down Facebook and you think, oh, my holiday was actually a bit of a nightmare because my children were just horrible the entire time. But you're just seeing all of these holidays. Even though you kind of know it's edited, you still think... Oh, this is, yeah, what did I do wrong? Where did I go wrong? <laughs> All I can say is you should follow the scummy mummies on Instagram. Right, I do. We do sometimes nice. post a nice picture because yeah. parenting isn't all awful. It's not, no. all, you know, tiresome and dreadful. Um, and sometimes there are nice moments, but also like some of the posts we get the most likes for are like, you're really good at it. And like, you, you post a picture of like your toy room with just Lego, just everything. Oh, just yes. Absolute <laughs> carnage. It yeah. just... Hundreds of likes, hundreds of likes. Because people go, oh God, that's what mine yeah. is like. Mm. Well, today on Instagram I posted the toothbrushes with toothpaste on it because my kids have not brushed their teeth for 36 hours and have eaten all the sugar. Oh, God. And I think yeah. they've gone... Today is school photo day and they've gone to school with carpet teeth. Like, you know, <laughs> they've got, like, Halloween Haribo sticking out. No, it upsets me when you don't brush their teeth. I know, you know it I've makes them really it. It twitchy. Really? Yeah. yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. This is your weak, your tragic yeah, flaw. Yeah, that's yeah, Achilles not, heel. Yeah. When it comes mm. to teeth brushing, I'm not I'm not scummy. I've got OCD. So. She oh. does. Matching socks and teeth brushing. Yeah. She gets... There has to be order or civilization <laughs> is a fallacy. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> <laughs> see her true colors shine through. You will cry. You will, will not cry, cry at trolls. No, otherwise you have a dark heart. Like in the film, go and see trolls, and that bit will we'll will melt your face. We'll see. <laughs> now, look. Do we think? Do we think men are beginning to feel the same pressures as as women in in the parenting thing? There's been a lot of competitive. Mum thing. Do we get competitive dads now? Uh, we well, I because I wrote that bit in my book that I now when I do the reading. Plug number three. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> A boy made of blogs. Um, no, I did that. Put the bit about competitive dads in the park. You know, they get, you get those dads who have got like the like the Batman T-shirts and the and the I'm wearing Converse Converse trainers. Pink Converse like, as well. Yeah, but who are, who are like desperate to telegraph the fact that they're they're crazy just like their kids and they're running around and they're going all the climbing frames and they're on the swings. I'm just sit, sitting there just trying to read a newspaper and trying to get them to motivate themselves into doing something so I don't have to. Are you playing The Guardian now? Is that where we're going? Yes. Is this yeah, exactly. another Guardian? I mean, yeah, no it's more the Guardian, Guardian weekend <laughs> section, which is a fantastic uh, colour Tim something. Dowling's great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. So there is a certain competitiveness about who could, like being more the more fun, boyish dad. 
that yeah. I've, I've definitely seen. It's not the Scandinavian thing. It's not the latte papa, which is one of my favourite things. Oh, is that, 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 that one of the moomins? It's French moomins. <laughs> no, there is a phenomenon in, uh, in Scandinavia called the latte papa. And this is because the mums tend to be the ones that go back to work and the dads tend to stay at home more. And oh, uh, brush their beautiful hair. And brush brush their the children's teeth. I bet they get that. <laughs> <laughs> bet that's sorted and out. They've got matching socks. Yeah, yeah. Effect. You now know this about Ill. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. You just have to say, I haven't brushed my teeth. And yes. Oh. Invert. I can't. Do you brush your teeth every day? Yeah. Yeah, because you're a civilized human. <laughs> what do you mean every day? It's only more than once a day. I can't always. Talk to, talk to, I brush my teeth twice a day. How often do you brush your children's teeth? At least once. <laughs> 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 Makes me unwell. <laughs> gonna call, gonna call the police. So, but, but what bothers me is so in <laughs> Helen's gone. But in Scandinavia, you get these incredibly smooth dads. Here in the UK uh, and in the US, dads are treated a bit like sex crazed children. And and I, I have and? this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so so for example, I think we were going to have a little look at some of the uh, advice that men are given when women become pregnant when they're looking to have children. Oh yeah, uh, Ellie, would you mind just you reading f- some of this out? This is so where it's from. Sorry, this is from the What to Expect website. Yes, that reputable tome. Uh, and I think it's American, judging by when they're spelling mom and labour. I don't know if that's uh, relevant. Know your facts. Okay, so this is like d- d- telling you how that labour is going to be a really long time. Here's where you come in. Break out the board games. <laughs> wow. Wow. Like, at no, I is was in labour. I was in labour for that long in my first I was in labour for about 12 hours. At no point do I remember saying, oh, quick game of Monopoly. <laughs> so that's about right. Does it, re- does it really say that? Yeah, it really says that. Break out, the board, break out the board games. Wow. It doesn't say which ones. So feed her as many Buckaroo. ice chips as she wants. Who wants fucking ice chips? Yeah. I wanted, like, Haribo... <laughs> Wine, anything. Maybe the ice chips are to put in your prosecco. (laughs) (laughs) My vagina to stop expanding. I wasn't really thinking about food. But yeah, oh, this is the worst pain I've ever been in my life. Twister! (laughs) (laughs) Or I tell you what, I'll just stay on all fours. Human buckaroo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's How hanging like the drip off you. And, like, There's the, somewhere the to put your hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what about the week by week? I mean, women tend to get that, you know, your baby is the size of a grape and you'll be feeling, you might be feeling sick right now. What kind of advice do men get week by week on the what to expect? Well, it says website. here, week, weeks one and two, preconception for men. Uh, you've made the commitment to bringing a new life into the world. Now comes the fun part, trying to get her pregnant. Oh, Which no. just sounds like some sort of Benny Hill, like you're chasing her around <laughs> the like, There's rrr. a bald man running That's around. Right. Yeah, yeah. Just trying to get you pregnant. <laughs> I don't like that. The Adventures of Erection Man. Uh, yes. Oh, this is good. This is good. You haven't highlighted this, but I think you should have, quite honestly. Week three, wine during pregnancy. She's going to have to play it safe when it comes to alcohol and limit her consumption to a sip or two on very special occasions. That's and apparently like it's your morning. job to police that. Right. Oh. Oh. oh, it's yeah. not you should cut back so you're neither of you drinking. No, it's, it's saying... What you've got to knock the wine glass out of your hussy wine yeah. can. You need to become some sort of n- wine Nazi. <laughs> she's got to feel like she's living with an SS officer yeah. who is marking the bottle Who's of Merlot. Part, part horny Benny Hill, I know <laughs> Sex ever come up again, Ellie? Ellie, tell well, us about sex again. <laughs> there is 
There is a <laughs> there are some useful tips for you here. Week twelve, making love while pregnant. Coming on to her now is like playing with dynamite. So proceed with caution and sensitivity. So do the Benny Coming Hill thing, to. but like while holding a bottle of massage or an essential <laughs> candle. Like. And I love the idea that normally, if you want to have sex with your wife, you don't just be proceed sensitive. with wild abandon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't off worry. you go. Just get a load of this. <laughs> And then fine, week 14, uh, it says, hey, guess what? You can't get her pregnant now. She's already pregnant. <laughs> if you're realising that at week 14, I feel like you need to sit down and have a think about your life. It's just amazing. Where did you find this? I mean, it's just... Well, yeah. what to expect. It's yeah. the what to expect website. So I, I recalled reading similar stuff in a book. The other thing that I recall being in a book when, uh, when I was reading things for advice was get your taxes in order. Because oh, you're yeah. not going to have time when there's a baby there. Oh, oh yeah, it's right. the first thing you're thinking. Advice yeah. for men: cigars, mm. taxes, and sex. It's just nonsense, isn't it? And I feel, and we um we got a bit in our book from a single mum called Alison who said all these books should drive her mad because it's all like you know it'll be like week fourteen, put your feet up and get hubby to cook the dinner, and she'd be like, I haven't got a bloody hubby, I've got mm. a pot noodle and a microwave. <laughs> you know. Well, I think this is the right moment that we force, yes, force the uh, scummy mummies to do our one minute quiz. Oh, we love a quiz. Oh yes. What do you think? Now, how many yeah, quizzes? Because there's two of them. Yeah. Uh, which makes it gonna, slightly difficult. Are we going to alternate? Who we can alternate answerers. And we can alternate questions. They can both. They can. They can, they can both, both have a go. Do you want to do the quiz this time? We might be competitive against each other. You have so to do it with. with we can buzz in. Urgency, Keith. Okay. No, All right. Then. No chatting. Okay. I'm not going to chat. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You guys are like a married you couple. You can okay. stop writing a novel for one minute. <laughs> stop I writing wish. a boy made of blood. No, hang on, you've done that one. <laughs> no, that's okay. okay, so we've got a one minute quiz. You both have to answer these questions uh, as quickly and as honestly as you possibly can. Hang on, I need to mark, don't I? What? Uh, we, we mark, Oh yeah, we, we do, we give you scores. I can't write, hang on, no, why don't I have do the questions? Have you people ever know. seen a quiz? Do you know <laughs> yeah. how it works? No, no, this is... Because <laughs> I get compared a lot to Richard Osman, so if you need any, <laughs> right. any assistance. So, so right, um, Keith is doing the marking. I can't remember how the marking works. I think it was, I think we marked out of uh, 10 for each answer. We did, didn't and we? decide the winner. <laughs> and whether or not you get to keep your children. Yeah. God, it's like just a minute, isn't it? It's like Mornington Crescent. Are you ready? All right. Yeah, Can I on. be Nicholas Parsons? Okay. Uh, off we go. Best thing about being a parent? Um, uh, oh, the children. Uh, <laughs> eating sweets. <laughs> and the worst? Uh, children. <laughs> gastro. Gastro? Getting gastro. Okay. You're trapped at a station with no food for the kids. There are shops open, <laughs> crucially, because last week that backfired. Okay. Uh, what do you do? Eat the husband. <laughs> uh, sing a song. <laughs> sure. Uh, will you friend your kids on Facebook? It's not right, is it? No. no. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> One thing your parents did that you've sworn not to repeat and you have... Uh, indoctrinate my children with the principles of Marxist socialism. <laughs> oh, we've all done that. Yeah. Thank you, comrade. Uh, tell them that we're going to stop the car and let them out. Oh, you've done that. Oh, oh. we'll come back to that, Keith. No, but I haven't done it. Just threatening. Just Actual, the threat. So, are you mum, mummy, or something else? Um, all of the above. It just depends, doesn't it? Uh, I'm mummy and mama, unfortunately. Oh, oh I don't like I, I, don't, I don't, yeah. No chatting, Keith. Sorry. Most disgusting parenting moment. Oh, wow. Oh, when my, so many. Uh, her, my son pissed in my mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. How's he getting on at university? <laughs> <laughs> He's so tall. <laughs> oh, Ellie. Um, <laughs> just, just, I just remember a, a, lot, a lot of... 
a lot of vomiting, like <laughs> hair, clothes, pillow, mattress, duvet, carpet, wall, ceiling. And that was just the time you came and visited my mother-in-law. <laughs> 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 the university years. Mm. Uh, Crocs, yes or no? Sadly, they're practical, so yes. Uh, yes. But I don't buy the kind of I don't buy the label ones. I get the cheap knockoffs. Sure, we're well oh, over we a minute. Your point for that. Yeah, come on. <laughs> and finally, what advice would you give to anyone shortly to become a parent? Don't listen to any advice. Wet wipes and wine. <laughs> Apart it from that, sounds like a Barry Manilow. Wet wipes and wine. Thank you, Cliff. Thank right, you very much. Thank you. Okay. Keith, how did they do? What right. are the final scores? I'm gonna to have to add them up, aren't I? So I know oh. you said you said if we if we have to do well in order to keep our children. I, I believe that's correct. Yeah. I don't know. Do Keith, really, Keith really makes well. up the scoring. It's not really me. If we so. do really well, do you give us extra children? Because two's enough. As well as <laughs> two is plenty. We are quart. Okay. Mm. Yeah. All right. How many kids do you have, Ed? I have just the one. Mm-hmm. Just the one. He's six. Oh, lovely. Yes. What's been your scummiest parenting moment? Uh, well, in terms of shortcuts or in terms of disgusting pissing in the mouth <laughs> sort of situation because like. <laughs> I did actually get pissed on as well yeah. I got the on, the on the changing table opening the nappy and there's something going on in there if you're not I mean young boys do baby, yeah. even baby boys do get that going on yeah. yeah and then they let loose with it and it hits you straight in the chest <laughs> I didn't get it in the mouth though it was just like I was just bending over, changing the nappy, and I went, "Oh, that's not that's, that's, yeah. so that's I had a girl first. And it's very neat down there, but yeah. boys are just anywhere. Yeah, just anywhere. and so, can move as well. So yeah, it can yeah. Be quite a, yeah, like an arc. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, kind of like a lawn sprinkler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lawn sprinkler effect. <laughs> when, when Charlie was a few days old, he did piss in his own face, and I'm ashamed <laughs> to say I did laugh. Uh, <laughs> but he wasn't upset. He wasn't no, traumatized. Like, he wouldn't know. No, no. He just uh, oh, lovely shower. Our Zachy um, so vomited in his own eyes oh, oh, wow. oh my <laughs> god <laughs> like a rainbow yeah it was um, yeah, it was a baby so it was just milk but he was like I, I was because I was feeding him I was holding him like this um, I know it must have, that must have been Albie because I was feeding him because that wouldn't go anywhere near a bottle and he just kind of looked up and then just went through <laughs> his eyes and he had, it was really quite terrifying he had these horrible bites <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god oh, oh, have zombie, you ever told <laughs> 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 uh, what are the scores on the door? so the scores are Helen has a respectable 70 but Ellie has this week's winning 74 you get to keep your children Helen social services away with you downstairs not again (laughs) with toothbrushes and Colgate (laughs) and matching socks (laughs) (laughs) on that distressing note thank you thank you to the scummy mummies thank you to Helen thank you thank you Ellie thank you for having us it's been great thank you it's been our pleasure Um, the scummy mummies book is out in time for Mother's Day a boy made of blocks this is your final it's out now. It's an excellent book. It's brilliant. Thank you very it's much. Brilliant. Thank and you. My dad um, describes it as unputdownable, and he hates most things. So wow. genuinely, on yeah. the cover, unputdownable. Ellie Gibson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Scummy Mummies, thank you very much. Join us next time for another day of the dad. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 